2: This is episode number 327, Death. Death, I meant Jeff. But Death is an overarching subject of this week's episode, isn't it? Hi Jeff.
0: Death.
1: I actually had a friend in college that I nicknamed Death once, um, very tall guy with long hair, and he always wore black, and uh, one day I was sitting in an office, and he was walking down the hallway, and I didn't have my glasses on, and I looked at him, and I just said, Death? And it stuck. He loved it, and uh, he also, uh, this just tells, tells you what you need to know about this guy. I told him once that he reminded me of Bender from Futurama, and he took it as a compliment. <laughs> One of my uh, one of one of my very best friends from college. His name is Jaron Crandall. He worked. This is a, this is a sidetrack, but uh, he worked. Uh, he ran a crane camera for Austin City Limits. For oh Warner's. wow,
2: that's fun. Yeah.
1: the crane that he was working on was bought from uh, Warner Brothers. MGM. They had traced it back to. It was used on the Emerald City shoot of uh, the Wizard of Oz that's cool still had some green paint flex on it from that shoot and they were pretty sure it had also been used on gone with the wind but they hadn't they weren't able to verify that but this one definitely they did verify that it was used on *Gone with in, uh, wizard of oz and he actually worked on this camera how cool is that, that is, that's pretty cool actually and he actually i got the only time i've been to south by southwest was to see a short film that he directed that was in that was in the uh, festival Oh, okay yeah really 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 good guy really good filmmaker but uh, I digress. Uh, I have no movie talk to talk about this week because I didn't go see any movies. But I did want to bring something to your attention that that just tickled me. So, YouTube. You go to YouTube. You can find all these like quizzes that you can play. You know, video quizzes online yeah. on YouTube. And uh, Pam and I play a lot of the music quizzes. And she's actually she when we first started out, she could not. She would know the song, but she can remember the name. Uh, my favorite moment is uh, "True" by Spandau Ballet came on. And she starts singing and she goes, I know this much is, yeah, I'm never going to get this. Like, if you just sang the next word, you would have gotten it. True. So we're playing it tonight, and Panama by Van Halen comes on and she goes, Oh, Cannonball. What? Oh, this is Panama. She goes, Isn't this called Cannonball? Cannonball. (laughs) Cannonball is by the Breeders. Well, but, but she thought it was from the Cannonball Run.
2: Oh, okay, well, that yeah. makes sense.
1: Yeah, I was like, I can actually see that.
2: So uh, that's, yeah, it's actually yeah, that's what I'm about the same? No, because what Cannonball Run was eighty three. Cannonball Run was eighty one. Wow. Cannonball Run Two
1: is eighty four.
2: Okay, all right, well, okay, that the I rare sequel
1: get. that surpasses the original, in my opinion.
2: I agree wholeheartedly. So. <laughs>
1: Wholeheartedly. But but that's all I've got for for digressions uh, so far. Although, no, I do want to say one more thing. Uh, For those music fans out there, um, one of my favorite bands, Unwed Sailor, has a new album coming out on Friday called Mute the Charm. It's instrumental rock. Go check it out. It's amazing. This may be their best album yet, from what I've heard. I've heard a third of the album so far. Uh, It is stellar. Cool. Outstanding. I got to see them on my birthday. They actually dedicated their new single to me at the concert because it was my birthday, and they're (laughs) cool.
2: so it's your birthday
1: yeah so but anyway yeah mute the charm by unwed sailor go check it out it'll be on all streaming services you can buy the album directly from the website spartan records uh it's it's great great so uh
2: and believe anyway, it or not jeff does not get a a kickback
1: i do not i do not uh i just get shout outs from the stage uh in concert um but uh we have three books to discuss tonight we have uh high republic number five hidden empire number three and darth vader number 31 but before we dive into those matt with uh we had uh, differing results in each book um what have we got
2: uh news wise we got lots of news Oh, good. <laughs> lots and lots of news uh okay first and foremost uh some more delays from dark course uh you know, to be expected. Uh, you can find those on the uh, Facebook page. And of course, if you look at the bottom of this, uh, this week's show notes, you will see when these books are now coming out. Uh, looking toward the future, however, uh, IDW or er, so not IDW, but dark horse is collecting IDWs, the high Republic Adventures: the complete phase. So in other words, that's the 13-issue series that IDW published. Now, according to the solicit on Penguin Random House, it says collecting all 12 issues. Well, that's incorrect. (laughs) It was a 13-issue series. Uh, It also does not make mention of the uh, Galactic Bake Off One-Shot, nor does it mention the 2021 Annual, uh, as well as the 2021 and, of course, the 2023 Free Comic Week Day issues. However, writer Daniel Jose Older tweeted, that the description was inaccurate so once we actually get an official solicit from dark horse i think what we will find is that this full-size trade paperback not might not miniature size like idw did should contain probably the complete run uh right now it's uh it's due out uh in in august it looks like uh We'll we'll see, and it's but uh, and it's got a price tag of twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, and according to the Penguin Random House, it's due out August fifteenth. So, obviously, as we get more information about that one, we will have that on the Facebook page on the Twitter page. Uh, I know for a lot of completists out there, you know, this is great news because literally the only way to get the complete series in a trade normal trade paperback size was to buy the the three volumes that panini published in europe uh and unfortunately while you can still get volumes two and three volume one is out of print <laughs> so uh what's no. up uh, uh no word yet if idw is going to uh, publish the star wars adventures uh in in a uh, sort of trade paperback omnibus fingers crossed i mean there's enough enough volume enough issues from both volumes of those to make a really nice hardcover omnibus but we will see speaking of omnibus editions we got two more coming that are star wars related sometime during the fourth quarter of this year so what are they you ask well we are getting dum ba dum star wars legends tales of the jedi <laughs> uh This is one that will be like the Old Republic. If you do not pre-order it uh, and get a nice hefty discount uh, and you wait on it, you will be out of luck. Because I guarantee you, this one is going to sell out. Uh, It's collecting Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi Force Storm 1 through 5, Dawn of the Jedi Prisoner of Bogan 1 through 5, Dawn of the Jedi Force War 1 through (sighs) 5. Dawn of the Jedi Zero, Tales of the Jedi, The Golden Age of the Sith, Zero through Five, Tales of the Jedi, The Fall of the Sith Empire, 1 through 5. Tales of the Jedi, 1 through 5, Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi, The Freedom Nat Uprising, 1 and 2, Tales of the Jedi, Dark Lords of the Sith, 1 through 6. Tales of the Jedi, The Sith War, 1 through 6. Tales of the Jedi Redemption, 1 through 5. As well as material from Star Wars Tales twenty three and Dark Horse Comics seven, Dark Horse Comics seven, eight, and
1: nine. I'm sorry, Matt. Could you repeat that? I, I, I... no, no, I'm
2: not. I'm not going to repeat it. You know (laughs) why? Because you can find it on the Facebook page. (laughs) Also coming is Star Wars Legends: The Rebellion Omnibus Volume Two, uh, which is great because that means in the year of uh, Jeff McGee, Count Jeff McGee, which is 2023, we will have gotten. The Rebellion Omnibus Volumes 1 and 2 in the same year. Knock on laminate on my metal table that is not delayed. <laughs> that one collects uh, some really interesting titles from Dark Horse's uh, time, including Star Wars River of Chaos 1 through 4, Star Wars Empire 28 through 40, Star Wars Rebellion 1 through 16, Star Wars Boba Fett Overkill 1, Star Wars Boba Fett. Half, <laughs> Splinter of the Mind's Eye, one through four, as well as material from Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Republic Rebellion Zero, and Star Wars Tales, material from Star Wars Tales 3, 15, 17, and 21. I'm personally excited about both. Uh, as we have said before, uh, you should always support your local comic book shop. However, when it comes to omnibus editions, we. <sighs> highly and heartily recommend you go to cheapgraphicnovels.com and pre-order through them because you get a hefty discount you will also get a similar discount at in-stock trades uh, although i don't believe you can do pre-orders through them so add those to your list uh, and Fingers crossed. Eventually, perhaps, maybe 2024, we'll finally get that long-awaited and long-sought-after Poe Dameron omnibus, or even a Star Wars Volume Two omnibus, uh, collecting, <laughs> collecting uh, the, you know, the the back half of Star Wars uh, from 2015. So, uh, for now, there's been nothing mentioned, but. I'm pretty sure we'll also get a a, a the High Republic omnibus as well, collecting all of the Marvel Marvel runs. So because they now have enough with Volume One and Volume Two, Uh, you know that's twenty five issues, and you throw in uh, you know Daniel Jose Older's five issue miniseries, as well as a couple others. So there's there's enough material for an omnibus edition. Uh, Also coming, there's just so much stuff coming. (laughs) It's it's crazy. Uh, we are also getting a couple of new uh, Star Wars Legends epic collections uh, in December and January. Uh, we are getting uh, The Menace Revealed, volume number four, and then The New Republic, volume seven. So, you know, those are coming. We got a look uh, at the uh, Peach Momoko Women's History Month variants, and they are something to behold. If you have not pre ordered those, uh i would recommend you hit up comic hub or your local comic shop and let them know which ones you want because they look amazing and they're not ratioed which means they are cover price So, you're you're not gonna spend an arm and a leg to get them (sighs) and then uh last but not least somebody had asked uh you know when the dr afro omnibus that reprints the uh, the first series was released Did they fix that notorious error (laughs) on the first page? Yes, they did. Uh, And for those who are not aware, uh, the first printing uh, had a problem with the first page in that the speech bubbles from the second and third pages were put on the first page. And it made this very weird. Wait, what? So uh, that's the thing uh, with the... with omnibuses is, is oftentimes, you know, because it's a lot of work putting these things together and, you know, mistakes happen. So so when we do get reprints, which is, you know, few and far between, they tend to fix these mistakes. Oh, and I forgot there's one other thing coming. October 31st uh, sees the release of uh, – this is going to be really cool <laughs> – Star Wars Scoundrels, Rebels, and the Empire. And this collects uh, the six Return of the Jedi one-shot comics. That are due to start in March. And we've got the, in March, we've got Jabba's Palace. And then in April, we get the Ewoks. Uh, But it looks like we are also going to be getting one shots that focus on Lando, Calrissian, Emperor Palpatine, Stormtroopers, and one just called Smugglers. So that'll be pretty cool. Keep an eye out for that. Now, and as always, you can find all this information on the Facebook page, including. The cover for Bounty Hunters number thirty-two, which is due out March eighth, the Inferno Squad variant by Rachel Stott, and it looks awesome. So very cool. And apparently, there's there's a big fire because a bunch of fire trucks are going by.
1: Oh no! Is uh, is uh, someone in your house going to be called away? No, he can't because uh, he's not eighteen, so it's
2: after Uh, okay. So he's not allowed
1: to go. Right, 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 right. All right, so if that's all the news...
2: I think that's it for now.
1: Folks, we are out of time. Come back, Nick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, thanks. thanks. Thanks for coming.
2: Uh, we enjoyed the comics. Go read it. Bye.
1: We do have uh, three books to discuss, and as, as we mentioned last week, we're uh, not going to do a blow-by-blow account of these uh, because there's, there's just too much content. Uh, so we're just going to give kind of our thoughts on them and uh, any moments that stuck out to us as particularly good, particularly bad, particularly memorable, uh, and just the overall uh, plot, if you can find one. So let's start with uh, Star Wars The High Republic number 5 with a nice Balrog on the cover. <laughs> uh, I really like this cover. I thought this was really cool. And then, uh, honestly, everything after that kind of went downhill for me. I this, I had a headache when I was reading this book, and it didn't help my headache.
2: That's understandable. That's understandable. Uh, look, this is the second volume of The High Republic. This is a, It's a 10-issue series. Uh, and it is unequivocally focused on Jeddah City. Uh, you know, given Jeddah's uh, reputation and location as sort of a locus of the force. so And,
1: and when Matt says focused on Jeddah City, he means focused on all of the, each one of the 1 million plus people who are in the city, because...
2: <laughs> well this is the issue where all of that, you know, where years of uh, difficult cohabitation and uh, difficult relations between all of the various branches of uh, force adherents, force worshipers, force adepts, force fans uh, and whatnot are, uh, you know, our little cauldron is finally starting to boil over and it's not helping things, you know at all by by the simple fact that you know we last issue we had that we had this very inflammatory speech by the herald <clears throat> which got everybody riled up and then you know what to our wandering eye should appear but a leveler uh which of course if you recall from phase one is a nasty little beast <laughs> that uh makes the force go haywire for people who use it you know it, it, it causes hallucinations they see things that aren't there they re, they lash out and that's what's happening happening here because you know we've got the path of the open hand is on Jeddah. uh the herald is demanding the convocation ban all use of the force in Jeddah uh you know and you know and the, and, and the force the force fans are like what are you crazy so of course that that riles things up and that that creates a a, a powder keg and the powder keg is lit, and it explodes. Uh, again, as we've said on previous episodes covering this second volume for Marvel of the High Republic, it's very evocative of the tenuous relationship, say in Jerusalem, for example, the holy city, you know, where you have the three Abrahamic faiths, you know, all crammed in, <laughs> uh, all, you know, all having holy, holy spots there. Uh, and, you know, all having sometimes difficult times getting along. So uh, that said, this issue, which was written by Kevin Scott, illustrated by uh, Andrea Brocardo, colored amazingly by Frank William, and lettered very deftly by virtual calligraphy's Ariana Mayer, uh, had a, has lots of crowd scenes and lots of fighting, uh, you know, and just, I mean, it is, it is, this is an issue that's wall-to-wall action. It's also an issue that has some reveals uh, for phase two, and one of the things about phase two, uh, kind of like phase one, you know, is it's part of an interlocking puzzle. I mean, we have all these books, young adult novels, novels, comics, uh, you know, audiobooks. <laughs> you know, like, like you know, the Battle of Jeddah by George Mann, and, and 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 it's now gotten to the point where you you need to have read almost, you need to have read everything to sort of get an idea of where we are uh, with with this second volume of The High Republic, which can be difficult for some people because a lot of people haven't read all the books, for example. So, I mean, there are events in this book that tie into uh, the Teresa Grattan and Justina Ireland novel Path of Deceit. So, uh, and if you haven't read that, it's you know like there's, a, there's there's two or three panels where you're like well wait why, why is Olivia, suddenly shocked out you know and 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 left and rendered speechless and why do we have a flashback to her as a child, uh, before she's been collected by the Jedi, uh, to come train. Well, that's because this issue, features, the first appearance, of, the mother, <laughs> so, <laughs> and that is the mother of the path of the open hand, and the mother is sort of uh, the main antagonist uh, of phase two, at least so far, because, you know, the path of the open hand wants to destroy the Jedi. And that's why there's a leveler in the midst of uh, the crowd here by the convocation of the force, because she's, you know, they don't don't want it there. So, but a lot of fans, a lot of, you know, a lot of fans had a theory that the mother is actually also, the mother of the Jedi, Olivia Zevron. And this issue, I think, goes a long way in saying, yes, yeah, she is. And that's, of course, I'm referring to that flashback. So, uh, very complicated issue. Uh, you know, and, and again, you, know, you have to be fluent in the High Republic, I think, to really understand and grasp all the nuances of it. Well, my main my main issue with the book is the fact that
1: there's just so much going on I don't really, and, and I get maybe they're trying to give us kind of, you know, the the fog of war, the haze of of battle, whatever you want to call it, and just sort of put us in, in, in the mindset of these people where everything is just happening at once. But I just have we're five issues in, and I'm really not entirely sure who we're supposed to be following, what we're supposed to be watching for, and it all just seems very it reads like a first draft to me. Okay. Uh, And like you said, the the art is great. Everything about the book works. The writing is fine. I just feel like, I don't know if if the editing has been, has been rushed or what. I just, I really cannot figure out. Honestly, you get to the end of the book and uh, I won't spoil it for anybody, but we, we see something that we saw the aftermath of in Rogue One. And I wonder it, was that the point of these five issues? Was to just
2: set this up? Well, I, I no, I think you know it's funny you should mention that. And, and yeah, and uh, spoiler here. And of course, after almost nine years of listening to us, you you <laughs> you don't need a spoiler warning. You know we're going to spoil things. <laughs> but one of one of those uh, when when they first showed the you know those initial previews for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And we saw the scene of the statue of a Jedi lying, you know, in the sand on its side, half buried by 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 the dirt on Jeddah. Well, now we know how it got there. <laughs> and, and it's funny because it reminded me of of how you know after you know at, at, you know when the Cold War was over and the Soviet Union collapsed. Uh, in all the former Soviet satellites, you know, they were knocking over statues of Lenin and Stalin. And then, of course, in Baghdad in 2003, they were knocking over statues of Saddam Hussein. Right. Uh, you know, and there was there was one day I remember because, you know, I was there and it was, you know, it was a big deal. And there was this, you know, this very large statue of Saddam Hussein and, and they, they pulled it down. And in and, and the book, they use explosives, because if you'll recall, that was a pretty big darn statue <laughs> so, yes so it's gonna take a lot a of, lot of effort to pull it down with ropes uh, you know so they rightfully use explosives and but i i i think because of the fact that this is a 10 issue series they're having to they're having to put a lot of material in there and 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 it's not that it's rush it's just that they don't want to they don't want to miss anything And I think this is one of those cases where they should just sort of make that call and say, you know what, let's just spread it out for, you know, three, four, maybe another five issues. You know, if you want to, you know, keep it so that it fits nicely in a trade paperback, you know, just do add tack on issues 11 through through 15, and that'll give you three trades for this series. But I just think
1: about I think about what little happened in those first two issues. And then the last couple have just felt so crammed that I. Well, I, that's and, why I say I feel like maybe the editing needs to be needs to be a little tighter.
2: And and I, I would say my 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 constructive criticism, Jeff, would be this is this issue is a perfect example of why they should be doing Ed's notes that not just refer to previous issues of the comics, but to events in the books. Uh, agreed, you know, agreed You know, for example, there's there's a scene There's a scene where, where the Temple of Khyber Which is guarded by the Guardians of, of the Wills Is Is assaulted uh, You know, and and, what, and who sneaks in are these Armored uh, People Searching for a rod And they're wearing these sort of Bone-style masks And, you know I'm going to go on a limb here because I can't say this with authority, but I think that these are the brothers of the Ninth Door, and the brothers of the Ninth Door were featured in the Battle of Jeddah audio drama. But for somebody who's not heard that audio drama, they're they're not going to have any clue who this is. And it would have been nice to have a little note saying, you know, as mentioned in the Battle of Jeddah audio drama, you know, as an note.
1: So. Yeah, I, you know, my my hope is, and my assumption is, that by the time we get to issue ten, I will be forgiven. I'll understand what they were doing with this issue. Uh, I, just, I, I
2: think I think that will happen. I mean, yeah, you know, I will say this. You know, they they have been very good about tying all the loose ends up uh, with these High Republic comics. So
1: we do get we do get a really nice moment. I like the moment with with Tay breaking out of the prison, and then realizing yeah. he needs to go back and. Um,
2: well, his people, Yeah, his conscience gets to him. <laughs> You're, you know, Tay's conscience. It's you know, it's it's like having a little Jiminy Cricket. You know, the Star Wars version of Jiminy Cricket. I guess, right. in which in this case, might be Scoot the droid. We'll find right. out. So, but uh, I mean, I mean uh, you know,
1: I've been reading this book the the entire time, and I'm still I'm still having trouble keeping up, keeping character straight that I've seen in multiple issues. And the, this issue this issue was just so all over the place that I really I was trying to remember. Okay, who goes with who?
2: <laughs> yeah and so, I, I
1: really I just I, I was I was having I had a really hard time with it
2: but again I think that might you know again that you know the judicious use of editor's notes would probably go a long way in and in, in helping to alleviate that agreed
0: yeah it just it just you know, seems
2: jumbled
1: to me it, it seems it seems crowded it's the best way I can yeah, put it it, it, it seems crowded.
2: crowded crowded is a very good description but that's a really good description. Uh, Before we leave this book, I do want to say that uh, the the main cover is by Yannick Paquette and Alejandro Sanchez. Uh, There are variant. it is a great cover. There are variants by Bengal, uh, Todd Nock and Michelle Rosenberg. And then of course, uh, Mateos Manhini has a Black History Month variant. Uh, The uh, rest of the uh, team on this book and the other books, uh, we have assistant editor, uh, Mikey J. Basso, uh, associate editor Danny Kazem. Editor, of course, is Mark Benicia. CB Sabelsky is the editor in chief. Uh, book design is by Carlos Lau. And then from Lucasfilm, uh, we have senior editor Robert Simpson, creative director Michael Seglane, art director Troy Alders. From the story group, we've got Matt Martin, Pablo Hidalgo, and Emily Shkukani. And we have our creative art manager is Bill Shostak. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. Any
1: any other thoughts on this one before we move on to Hidden Empire?
2: It's a complex story, and there's a lot of moving parts. And and I, I do fear that it may be a little too complex. But I, I have faith in Kevin Scott, the writer, to sort of bring it in for a big finish by issue number 10.
1: And, and that's what surprised me most about my reaction to this book is because all of these people that are involved all do great work. Every single one oh, yeah. of them without fail, all consistently do tremendous work. And that's why I'm I'm just trying to figure out what it is about this one that just seems like uh, Oh I guess I guess it all boils down to there's one line that uh one of the one of the Jedi has in the book. He says, "Where everyone's allowed one bad day.
2: We're all allowed oh, a th- bad th- day. Oh that was that was her. That was uh No, that was him. That was uh Oh yeah, was that Maddie? Or not Maddie, uh uh, uh Mac. Build
1: our Mac. Mac, yeah. Build our Mac. Yeah, Jedi so all, Build our Mac. We're all allowed yeah. a bad day, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna chalk that one up to that.
2: Well, no, Buildar is not wrong. Yeah, I think we he's, are all he's... allowed one bad day.
1: So, all right. So, Hidden Empire number three. Uh, this one is another one that um, I was. Uh, I'm torn on. I, I I think it's. I think it's really it's it's a really good story. Um. But there are a couple of I have a couple of issues with it, but uh, but overall I thought it was a really good story and I liked it where it's sort of focused on the orphans in this case and, and in particular yeah. Channeth Cha. Mm-hmm. Um, and this cover is great with 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 Vader throwing all of them. You know, it looks like just throwing them back. It, it's a it's a very good, uh, very
2: evocative of what happens in
1: the book, even if it's not. It is something it, that that it, literally it, happens
2: it truly is and you know i got to i got to say i was surprised at the uh loss of life <laughs> i know
0: so, that yeah.
2: was uh that was not ex- i was not expecting I, w- I was expecting you know obviously maybe one character to to come to their end i was not expecting so many uh but yeah uh, of course uh this uh this is the main cover is uh is by uh Follows Sequeira and Rochelle Rosenberg. Hidden Empire number three of five. Uh, I am Chanath Cha, written by Charles Soule. Art is by Stephen Cummings. Uh, inked by Victor Olazaba. Colored by Guru EFX. Lettered by Virtual Calligraphy's Travis Lanham. There are also uh, variants. There's a connecting variant by Stephen Cummings and Guru EFX. The travel variant by David Lopez. The battle variant by Declan Shalvey. Uh, Mateos Manhini has a Black History Month variant and then Dom Estefane has a video game character variant uh, and I ordered that but I'm not quite sure why but because um, I don't know who the character is <laughs> but it, I thought well it looks cool so why not this is the
1: same <laughs> man who says he rarely buys variants except Every every week we talk. He's ordered another variant.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, why do I have five copies of every issue? Oh, it's because I keep <laughs> on ordering all these variants that I say I'm not going to order. <laughs> so I feel your pain. I'm sick, Jeff. I need help. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, in addition to the the creative team that we had mentioned before, uh, the logo and book design on this miniseries is by Adam Del Rey. Uh, this uh, this was brutal. And uh, of course, you know, we open up, uh, you know, with the archivist talking to the two hooded figures via the Holocron, if you will. Uh, I still think that this is Luke and Leia, uh, whom whom we haven't seen yet. Uh, I I could be wrong, uh, but I don't think that I am. Although, you know, I probably end up will be. Uh, And essentially uh, this is, is, you know, once you get past that opening page, you know, know, with the archivist talking about uh, Chanath Cha saving, saving her, uh, you know and the orphans traveling to to get her and and co Ferris uh, it becomes I mean it's I, like uh, it's like a it's like it's like a comic book version of squid games <laughs> it, yes
1: I, I'm not I, I, I've not seen it, but I know what it's about. One thing I did want to hit on though the archivist this, the archivist is recording says, do you know the feeling you get when you hear a story about an animal eating its own young? That's what being in Darth Vader's presence felt like to me. She mentioned him being completely removed from his mot- the motivations experienced by other beings, so he's just this this other that you just can't uh, can't just figure keep, out.
2: Yeah, yeah, and of course that's where our two hooded figures, you know, kind of look at each other, eat eating eats their own young, huh? <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of that that kind of that's kind of why I think it's Luke and Leia. But and then what we get we open up with literally like this two page spread of of and the orphans, you know, with you know facing off against Vader. Uh, you know, in the in the background, we have Kofan and the archivist, you know, still sort of reeling from the events of the Firmata Cage. And it's Chanath Shah just saying, you know, I have dedicated my life to learning how to destroy you. And we get a couple of good references here. I mean, she talks about, do you remember Kabaria two decades ago on a lonely stretch of skyway, a family, a man, a woman, and a girl of 12? Uh, you know, again... Charles Soule, you know never afraid to sort of harken back to something he's 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 done before because you know this refers to uh uh Darth Vader volume 2 11 and 12 uh you know because uh you know this is when uh you know Darth Vader and the and the inquisitors uh were,
1: were chasing people <laughs> so, Ed's note people Ed's note come on
2: yeah I mean you know because this is the one you know you know I mean this is the one where you know that you know those were the issues where where Vader was the target of a kill order. You know, and he had he had joined the Ninth Sister to go to Kabaria to investigate a Jedi sighting, and he walked into a trap set by the Chaz, a bounty hunter family that was hired to kill him. So, <laughs> you know, and Vader pursued the Chaz and he killed him. You know, and you know, and uh, so. And this is the first the first part of the book,
1: the first section that really. Kind of rub me the wrong way. This monologue that Chanath Shaw has for him. I, I'm i trying to imagine why Vader would stand and listen to all of this. Other than he likes toying with his food. But she goes on and on and on about who she is and how she's been you know, going after him his whole life. She's just prepared to die. And he says, and, you know, his response is, you know, you spent a life on your crusade, which I was unaware of. All that time you stopped nothing for me while I prevented you from doing everything, and I've already forgotten your
2: name. Well, you know, and that's that 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 is that evokes you know the aloof uh Vader. Not not even aloof. That's actually being too kind. I mean, well, you know, this also, is this, this is the Vader from what like the like the the very first issue of Star Wars Volume Two back in 2015. I've killed hundreds of fathers. You'll have to be more specific, <laughs> you know, right? It, it's you know, it's or, also that, or, or on the Vader down one shot. You know, all I see are dead men. <laughs> right. All I'm well, surrounded by are dead men.
1: It's that, and it's also a, a comment on the nature of revenge. You know, w- when you're seeking revenge, the only one you're really hurting is yourself, and it's just you know a nice reminder of that. You know, vengeance, yeah. vengeance when it's carried out often has two victims you know
2: it it very it very much does but although i will admit you know the orphans and jonathan you know they trained well i mean they actually get a really good couple of licks on vader in here they do Yeah, lady bright
1: gives out like a charge a sonic charge of some sort that uh that that stuns him yeah disorients him and almost incapacitates him and then And, uh, and she throws a bomb at him that he that he splits in two but it's filled with some sort of acid that starts eating through his his uh, his suit. So he has to walk into the water and they spend the whole time he's in the water talking about what they need to do and arguing about what they know. Yeah. They can't take the, the, the archivist tells them we have to take the Bramada the cage. Kofan Ferris is like, look, I'm just happy to be here. Can you guys just
2: get me out of here? Yeah, yeah, Kofan, Kofan, Kofan. They are nobody's fool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're just like, look, we got to go. Let's just go. Said, yeah,
1: Kofan <laughs> is just, they're, they're just happy to get out of here. And uh, so by the time they they get everything figured out, he's already Vader's already coming back out of the water.
2: Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's like something out of like a Stephen King novel. <laughs>
1: I, I will just, say you know, though, digital page eleven has my favorite image uh, of any of the books. When uh, uh, Lady Bright, Lady Bright, is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the droid.
1: The droid picks up the Formatic cage and is holding it. The color of that that pink fermata cage shining on Death Bright's.
2: Lady Bright, Lady Bright's art, uh, Lady Bright's uh, car- uh, uh, shell, yeah, it's amazing. Yes. Isn't it? it's
1: great. I love that because she's that got that great. sort of aqua turquoiseish uh, look coming you know, from reflecting off the water, and then that that pink there. It's gorgeous. I love
2: it. That's you know, that's, that's that that's not a surprise given the Guru EFX handles the colors. So exactly. So. And so
1: Vader is coming out of the water, and Jonathan uh, has told everybody, "Go on, and I'm going to take care of this." And Yamara is is trying to get her to come back. and uh, Chanath and um, seer. Seer, thank you. stay stay back. And of course, you know, Vader makes pretty quick work of of both of them,
2: yeah, I mean, you know and how, and, how, and
1: and, and in the meantime, they also give away that Kira is actually alive,
2: yeah. so you know that that's a, oops, that's that's a, that's a tactical error. although yeah. you although Amara, you know, gets a nice shot off onto on Vader and blows his handoff which is pretty impressive i mean because you know so, so i mean this is an issue where we see vader get some real van damage here
1: some real van damage yes <laughs> i like that i've heard that but but yes uh, from uh, from far off too but uh, that's, that's the a, only that's
2: that that was a that was a summer school reference kids
1: oh i've got to watch that again i don't remember that that i don't remember that phrase fr- that that line from summer school i believe it's in summer school they're the two slackers yeah but but van damme they wouldn't have known about van damme at that point
2: yeah van damme was still he was popular then wouldn't he
1: no that came out in 87 Bloodsport hit in okay. 88 it had been filmed before
2: ah okay see i was gonna
1: give you All credit right. for him but anyway but i, I do need I, to go watch summer school anyway
2: you should let's rescind the credit then
1: yes but uh you no, and, and and I just like I said, it's a really, really good battle in between. But but again, Vader does get the best of everybody, and uh, knocks Amara off the off the ship as the ship gets knocked out. And the then the really intriguing stuff happens on the ship where Death Bright or Lady Bright rather is is going back for them, and the archivist is arguing, telling you know that they need to get out of there. And uh, Vader notices your your companions are returned to save you, more wasted lives. And then they turn in and he goes, or no, they turn away. Perhaps you're not as important to you as to them as you thought.
2: And then we and, see uh, inside the ship, but, and the arch- the archivist has dismantled Lady dismantled Bright.
1: Right before that, though, Death Bright, um, Lady, Lady Bright. Her name is Lady Bright. Lady Bright. Why don't I, uh, Lady Death Bright is what I keep wanting to say, and it's because <laughs> of Lady Death Strike. That's why, Lady Bright has to explain to the archivist why they're not leaving. And, and Lady Bright says, Cura provides employment. Chanath shop provides a home. That was my favorite moment from this particular book.
2: That's a great uh, line. Really love is. that.
1: And it explains why they are so loyal to one another. And um, and at that point, I don't know if Chanath resigned herself to her fate because when they leave, she says, this is good. And he kills her and says, I am Darth Vader. And then that's when we find, when we learn that, uh, that the archivist has just dismantled, like you said, dismantled Lady Bright. And Kofan says, please, I don't want to do this anymore. Please just let me go. It's just fine, I'll <laughs> drop you on the way. So then we cut to da- Dawnfall Base, and Kira is talking to, Cadelia um, about why they did what they did. And Cadelia understands completely. And, uh, she says, uh, you don't want the emperor to know you lost all the ships." But Kira says, "China the child believed her life was a story when she was writing. She thought she knew the ending. She was wrong. Her life was a story, but not the one she thought." As it turns out, she takes a drink and she goes, "She was just a character in mine." So Kira has now turned into Khaleesi from Game of Thrones, another character played by Amelia Clark.
2: <laughs> what is I- it
1: about Amelia Clark that makes people want to write these characters this way? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Cause I see Amelia Clark and I just want to say, Hey, you want to have a cup of coffee? I'd love to talk to you about your career, <laughs> you know? And, oh, you know, me too. So, but, but, uh, but that, I mean, that, that is cold blooded.
1: That is cold. We, know, well, I we mean, know
2: she can be, but that, that is just cold. Yeah. We can't be surprised. I mean, you know, she's, it's, you know, it's Kira, you know, she's, she's always planning. She's always one to two steps ahead and, She's always ensuring her survival, and I think that I think that stemmed from you know back from her days, you know as you know you know, on Corellia, you know, as a scrum rat, you know, and uh, you know working for Lady Proxima. so
1: yeah, I, I don't know, like I said, good, really good issue. Um, a, a, a little talky a little a little melodramatic in places, but I don't necessarily mind that given the the situations. But I am sad to see these characters, especially Lady Bright
2: get destroyed in this way. Yeah, yeah, and you know the orphans have been decimated. And I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see Cha Chaga because you know Chana's Chaga has a long history of the comics. I mean, we saw her all the way back in the first Lando miniseries, right? So, you know, and of course, yeah, and you know, she makes an oblique reference, you know, during in this issue. You know, look, you know, I mean, I even you know served the Emperor just so I could get could could get close to you, Vader, and you know, and just you know, we've seen we've seen. We've learned a lot about Janeth over the years. I mean, you know, even from just you know that reference, and you know, those two issues of Darth Vader to Lando, and now you know, now seeing her in uh, you know in, in Crimson Rain and uh, Hidden Empire, and uh, you know, and, and I'm I'm sad that she's gone, and because you know she's dead. <laughs> so yeah, she's gone. Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry to see that, that. Essentially, she you know the entire family is gone. You know, the orphans are no more.
1: So. It's tough. This is a tough one.
2: It was a tough one. You know, and I just, you know, I'm kind of kind of wondering if we're going to be emotionally ready for what's going to happen in four and five.
1: I'm probably not. I, In fact, I'm going to need a minute. So let's take a short break right now. Then we'll come back to discuss Darth Vader number 31.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohoo, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. we were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli
1: Okay, so Darth Vader number thirty-one. the the, the tagline across the top is "Vengeance from Shadows Past," which is very ominous. And uh, this cover is equally ominous, with uh, is it uh, Jewel Tambor walking out of some smoke with Vader looking over him. This is terrific.
2: Uh, this is a Raza cover.
1: It's straight out of like a pulp novel. That's yeah, great.
2: This, this is a Raza cover, and Raza a Raza cover is an instant classic. So. Yeah, uh, uh, scroll look, on
1: this one is ridiculously long, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. But you know, <laughs> it. Uh, I think I, I think that the fact that we have such a lengthy scroll, uh, I like I like I liked it because it really sort of emphasizes like this is a pretty big deal what we're gonna read this issue, and and it is because this is essentially this issue, while it's a Darth Vader book. And Darth Vader features prominently what writer Greg Pak and artist Ibrahim Robertson and colorist Federico Blee and letterer VCs Joe Caramagna, as uh, you know have done is they have really elevated the handmaidens uh, in terms of their importance to Vader's character development, but also. Anakin and Padmé's as well. Because essentially, you know, Sabe has been taken hostage by by Jewel Tambor, which means, you know, that has forced the Handmaidens to ally themselves with Darth Vader. And we open up (laughs) with a brutal flashback to the events of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, where Anakin is on on Mustafar talking to Padmé. You know, I'm you know, I'm becoming more powerful than any Jedi. I can I can I'm doing it for you. I want to protect you, you know. Anakin, no, come come with me. Let's go raise our child, let's leave everything. And he says, No, we don't have to run away anymore. I've brought peace. You know, I can I'm I can overthrow the Chancellor. You know, together you and I can rule the galaxy. We can make things way the way we want them to be. And then you know, <laughs> we get this panel, Padme, it's just me. Come on. You know me and padme smiles and she reaches out her hand to us and they embrace and the final panel is it's all black this is how it should have been and then we turn the page not how it was and we get a repeat of you know what we saw in revenge of the sith and then we go to the third page we will try again and there's vader with the handmaidens (laughs) i mean and you know, also making an appearance is Sly Moore, the Umbaran, uh, and she's essentially, you know, breaking it down uh, for all all of the remaining handmaidens of Look, this is why you're here, and this is this is why you should serve Vader. You know, Rabe, you studied music, you dress the queen's hair, how adorable. Well, I also fought the Battle of Naboo, and you want safety. I sympathize. No shame, but only Lord Vader can guarantee that. Sashay. You were tortured by the Trade Federation, and she was. She was tortured by the Trade Federation. Uh, it, it's it's it features prominently uh, in the uh, in the Padme novels that E. K. Johnson wrote. Uh, you know how to endure, but now you have a wife and children. You also want safety for them. Lord Vader can provide. Ayerte, an artist, a scientist. You made those lovely levitating boots you used against Lord Vader. Again, yeah, an Ed's note would have been nice there. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: it, it, it would you know, be.
2: Imagine how much you could achieve with the support of the Empire. <laughs> and Dorme, you were Amadala's shadow when she became senator. You missed the glories of her reign as queen, but you believed in her mission. You want to change the world no matter what it takes. What's that supposed to mean? And then Vader chimes in, it means you want power. and he And he lays it out. All these things you desire, they can happen, but only through me. And then essentially what happens here is a test. And of course, you know he asks them of the, he asks them this, and they all four look at each other. You can't tempt us, and you can't divide us. We stand together, we always have. And they have. They have been this the five of them have been this, you know, this one, one cohesive unit uh, bonded to, to each other, uh, through thick and thin. And even with the, you know the passing of, of Padme, they're still together. They are you know, they have lives, but they still work with each other. And that's what that issue this issue focuses on, is this immutable bond. And we get some great pages here of the four of them in action. I mean, you know, there's one page where, you know, they're doing nothing but fighting battle droids, and it's clearly a no-win situation, but they win.
1: They win, yeah. And I love that image of the four of them standing at the top of uh, digital page 11, that first panel where they're just standing over all these down battle droids in their battle poses. And they all turn around and look at Vader and they just say, you, you monster. <laughs> you know. and, and, uh, course, they, and then they go on to, you know, they, they, and, and this this last image on that page of all of them, they're just the they're resolve on all of their faces is great. And, yeah, uh yeah especially
2: with, when Sly Moore tells them imagine how much stronger you'll become when you join him and they just i mean if this is not a you know an eat, eat poop and die look <laughs> i don't know yes. what it is yes absolutely so, and we we uh we
1: we talked about the creative team behind this one right yes 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 because
2: okay. uh you know because we've had a you know uh you know we 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 were blessed with Rafael Aiko on on dozens of issues of this series but you know over the Last couple of years, we've had Ibrahim Roberson uh, stepping up to to do to do the work.
1: Uh, the, and the, you... the,
2: the, yeah, and Federico
1: Bley's co- covers uh, colors, the, uh, yeah. colors rather are are just yeah, just just wonderful. Um, just yeah. so, and 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 at that point, that's that's where we cut to Jewel with with Sabe in a, literally in a cage, and uh, she's trying to talk you know talk him out of doing what he's doing. Says you know you're going to get your people killed. And he said, "No, I'm going to get your people killed," which is great. And so, uh, the, between the the crew, they, they, they've 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 all done their thing. They sliced the droid's memory bank. They figured out what's happening. He's about to attack uh, a village, and they're just farmers. And uh, they they go down. They have to save them and Sly Moore tells them, "You know, no, it's obvious ploy to trap you in that box canyon. Obvious feint to allow Jewel to escape with Sabe." And and. uh, they say so you let your own people die, and Vader says, "I have shown you your strength. So now I show you your weakness. You cannot save them all." And she says, "Unless you help us, right? Just give us a real reason to serve." And he says, "You do not have the command. You do not give the commands, Handmaiden. But I will show you all that you need to see." And he jumps out, and I think he
2: slices the ship as he's jumping out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 slices his way into Yule's ship, you know, because he's got the speeder bike. They're, you know, they're all on the speeder bikes, and he's rolling up there, you know, because the handmaidens are alerting the village, you know, look, the you know, you, you got to take cover, let's go, let's go, <laughs> you know, and and Vader, you know, just cuts his way in, in into the ship, uh, and there's Yule, and he's like, whoa, <laughs> so. Uh, and you know, so of they, they figure out
1: that Yule that was not setting the trap, it was Vader, Vader used them, mm-hmm. so he could get to Sabe. And we get this yeah, great re- image of Vader cutting his way into the ship where Sabe is with with Jewel in front of her. And uh, and uh, Rabe says to door, apologize to, to Dorma. She says the the Umbara and she was right about me. I do want safety more than anything. And they say, and yet you're here doesn't seem particularly safe to me. And this well she was right about all of us and completely wrong. And again, this resolve. Let's finish this. The the uh, the big droid i can't remember his name the big droid the big ball droid um has shown up to try to shoot at red vader and he's like uh i already killed that droid once you think you can stop me now <laughs> jules says of course not your specialty is brute force so we prepared uh, something that you can't just cut in half and it's a bunch of these electrical balls that are jumping at that that go at him like these like thermal detonators but they're they're more like EMPs like these tiny EMPs.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like it's it's like the you know the the very small scale version of the Ion Cannon. <laughs> yes. And they uh,
1: they again they start short circuiting his uh, his suit and I love this image of of Jewel looking at him and laughing and you can see the the the, the lightning bolts in his in his goggles. And then the next image of of three of the handmaidens climbing in saying that's enough of that. And she says, my anti-grab devices can increase gravity as well. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, uh, Jules says, well, then we'll have to continue this another time. (laughs) It just takes off. Leaves them there. And Vader's like, now do you see? And they said, well, you lied. You betrayed us. He goes, no, I made you seize your potential. And learn who your enemy really is. And then Sabe's in there going, "What, what are you guys doing here? They said, well, we came for you. We got some kind of, I knew you got some kind of plan, but you don't belong here. Not with him. And she and Vader starts choking them out, and he says, Jewel Tambor will not stop. Would you run around while he slaughters more innocents, or do you have, or would you have order?" And they're looking at begging Sabe. He says, "Come on, you can't trust Vader." And then we cut to this image we saw before, Padme. It's just me. Come on. And we cut back to now, and it's the same in, image, but it's Vader and Sabe and the 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 other two were against the wall and that's where we get our to be continued Yeah, we don't know forced what she's going
2: to do Yeah. I'm, you know and I got to say I'm I'm genuinely I'm genuinely impressed with how this is really you know coming down I mean you know Greg pockets you know he he had, he was very wise to focus on the, uh, on the handmaidens very early on in, in this, in yes. this series. Agreed. And it's, and it's become a bit of a, you know, almost a, you know, a persistent theme, but it's also one that is just, you know, it's one that's never been really explored before, you know, out, you know, maybe out, you know, maybe outside of the novels, but it's just been fascinating to me. As a matter of fact, I mean, I know on, on the, on the Star Wars comics subreddit, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, it's been three years since the series started, you know, and, uh, and, you know and a lot of the people who were responding you know to that to that post on 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 the subreddit you know it asked you know what do you think overall and you know a lot of like a lot of them were like well you know this is this is pretty interesting because i mean you know it's you know it's 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 delving into the the really moral ambiguities of you know of of what went on after the prequel trilogy and and it's bringing these characters back in a way that's organic. And, it you know, to me, it doesn't seem forced. So, I mean, I just... Not at you know. all.
1: And, and we're also continuing to uh, learn a little more about Vader's psyche. Because, you know, you think about the first movie, he was just... He was the bad guy in a black suit. You know, very sort of cut and dried. Not really two-dimensional, but... Not a lot of depth there. And then the more we learn about him, the more complex he gets. And now we're in this point where we're seeing he's messed up in the head. He's looking at Sabe, but he's seeing Padme.
2: At least that's the way I'm taking this. He's seeing this as
1: sort of a second chance.
2: I think I think he is. I I really do think he is. I really do think he does see it like that.
1: Yeah, that and that is that is just so interesting to me and so so incredibly creative and uh, and uh, and just thoughtful that's the main thing is this book everything about this book has just been so thoughtful the way everything has been written and and even drawn and everything and i just i'm here for it i i could i could read this book from now on
2: it's you know and and, and think about it you know the previous two darth vader series were only 25 issues and you know we're now 31 in you know and Issue 32 is out next month, and then in April we got issue number 33, which, you know, based on the solicit is the start of a brand new arc. So, Yeah, I, I'm here for it. Yeah, this is
1: great, great stuff. All right, folks, so there you have it. Uh, one book that I was very disappointed in, one book I was okay with, and one book that I loved. <laughs> I think mean, it sounds like Matt had similar, although less dramatic, reactions, obviously, as he is wont to do. He's the level-headed <laughs> of the two of us. Oh, thank you. So, uh, what have we got for next week?
2: Well, out uh, Tuesday, February fourteenth is the official release of Bounty Hunters Volume Five: The Raid on the Vermilion Trade Paperback, collecting issues twenty-three through twenty-eight. Here's the thing, though, it's kind of already been out for a week or two, <laughs> <laughs> so I I, I I don't think it was by design. It was kind of like maybe like an accident. So, but you know, officially, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, it'll be out in, in, you know, big box, you know, Amazon and Books and a Million and Barnes and Noble, et cetera, et cetera. So comics wise, we have two issues. We get Star Wars number 31 and Bounty Hunters number 31. Hooray. So that's going to be fun.
1: Jeff only has to remember one number next week. That that pleases him. There you go. <laughs> but you know what else I've, I didn't mention at the top of the show? Uh, I think we both backed the Colcheck, the Night Stalker 50th anniversary uh, uh, comic collection. On Kickstarter, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, got mine in the mail this week. This... In... Did you get yours yet? No, my mine, mine is in route. Mine is in route. I got mine the, the last week. This thing is gorgeous. Like, it's hardcover, very thick. The art inside is phenomenal. I cannot wait to dive in. I, I have had the PDF for a while, but I was waiting until I get my physical copy. Um, we got some some really heavy hitters from the writer. So if you if you have a chance to snag one, I, I know that they still have some. That uh, just check Moonstone Publishing, I believe, is who put it out. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a fan at all of the series uh, Darren with Darren McGavin and everything, uh, you, you, you got to check this out. It's it's yeah. so cool. Well, Coleshack is the whole reason I went into journalism. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he was also the uh, inspiration for The X Files. Yes, he
2: was. Yeah. Yes, he was. No, <laughs> I remember somebody asking me that one time you know? what, you have, what, what got you into reporting? Uh, well, <laughs> I was a big fan of Coleshack.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. Kevin J. Anderson has a, a blurb on the back cover, and I didn't realize he is writing or has a series called Dan Shamble Zombie PI. Oh,
2: really? That I'm gonna have to check out. Oh, I had to look at that Kevin one J. Anderson's
1: a good author, and that 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 concept alone. Uh, is worth the price of admission for me. So, (laughs) all right, well, that will do it then for this edition of Star Wars Splash Page. We'll be back next week to discuss Star Wars comics and probably several other things as we have been doing lately. So uh, until then, for Star Wars Splash Page, I'm Jeff. And I am Matt. May the Force be with you always. The Star Wars Splash Page theme song is Mark Hamill Can Handle by Chris Cape. Check Chris out at chriscape.com and on SoundCloud, on Twitter at Chris Cape, and on Facebook.
2: pee